Hey everybody, good afternoon, good morning. Welcome to the podcast one more. We're glad you could join us. We've got a good show for you today and we'll get it kicked off here in just a second. We'll go get Bill. Stand by. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast one more. Me and Bill Berman out in New Jersey. Uh, Good to have you. We uh, we took a week off last week, kind of recharged our batteries. Uh, Bill, what's going on, man? Good to see you. Well, you know, you, you, this is what, when Carl says we recharge our batteries, it just means we just ate and drank a lot. That's what we did, right? <laughs> you know, that's, that's what charges our batteries. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. You, you uh, I mean, you had a bout uh, with the gout. Uh, uh, yeah, it's still, I'm still grinding through that, but, you know, there's worse places to be with, with a bad foot than... Uh, than Miami, although I'll say this, you know, I won't, I, I probably won't make people down in Miami happy, but uh, there's a couple things uh, just, you know, off the top of my, I've never really spent any extended time there. I was down there for business once very briefly, uh-huh. but I, I'm telling you, and I think I told, I may have said this to you on text. If I get in the city and the cab driver has to ask me where the place is more than one time <laughs> and it's a major restaurant, I got a problem. I got a problem with that city. Like, that that's a red flag to me. Like if I'm telling you I want to, and, and you know, it's a well-known restaurant, you know, that kind of thing. And I say, Hey, we're going here. And he goes, where's that? I, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever had that happen. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I don't blame you. Shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't. Right. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't happen very often. Happened to me twice during this trip. And uh, I would just say like, that's a really expensive city. It's a really fun city. Yeah. But man, for for the price points, that's sort of fantasy island down there. And, and I'm not so sure the service backs that up at all times. I've met some really incredibly nice people. But as usual, you know, they're the people serving you drinks, and you know, they're they're there are kind of people, right? So <laughs> yeah, that, good time. It was a good time. That's awesome. Well, look, so uh, uh betting wise, you know, we got uh, uh you know, one of the most popular uh, couple of weeks in the business. I mean, besides Super Bowl, this is it. And actually, you know, uh, in a lot of places, uh, this is actually bigger. That first week of March Madness is bigger than the Super Bowl. Uh, so let's uh, let's let's get into some of these uh, few. You know, it's too too early to talk about games and stuff like that. And we got plenty of time uh, until we get there. But uh, you got anybody on your radar you've been following all well, year? So. I, you know, I, I think so first, so first of all, start high level, right? Cause it's not, we can't get into games and matchups and that kind of stuff yet. But mm-hmm. I would say this to anybody who enjoys gambling and I learned this along the way, right? Like I, I've always been a massive sports fan, but I really only got into gambling uh, on it a couple of years ago. And within that, uh, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, Carl, cause you, you, you live, eat and breathe it, but college basketball to me seems like one of the, the, best opportunities for gamblers during the year um just given the um, the number of teams out there um and the ability to do your homework focus in on some non you know spotlight teams and make money or at least have a better chance at making money i'm curious your overall thoughts there you know i i think you're right and and i'll tell you something else too i I think our, our, our guy at Brigada, Tom Gables, I mean, you know, I listen to his picks. I mean, he's on fire and, and, 
you know, very seldom, uh, you know, I haven't heard them all, but the ones that I've heard are these smaller schools, uh, you know, and, and I think that's a great place to focus uh, yeah. for college basketball. And, uh, you know, he's, he's around it so much. He figured that out probably years ago. And uh, there is money to be made in those smaller schools. It's what we call, uh, you know, an investing. And I, you know, I saw on Twitter, you were getting people all fired up on crypto. So, you know, I know you're a man <laughs> of, of so much knowledge everywhere. You know, I, I knew you had some crypto sitting somewhere, but, <laughs> but, uh, but, but it's, it's, it's an inefficient market in my opinion. It just is. Um, I've been working in financial markets my whole career, but that's what I discovered and learned along the way last year, betting on the tournament last year. Um, people get attracted, like, let's, you know, you see the money that comes in on the Super Bowl as an exaggerated example, right? Everybody wants to bet that game. They're going to bet once a year. Some of them, they want to bet on, you know, all the nonsense associated with that. But if you're, if you're somebody who just enjoys that event, meaning the, the NCAA tournament, there is a lot of money to be made and it isn't on, you know, necessarily the top 20 teams. And then I think, you know, so that's high level. And then my other observation going in is, you know, it, this does sound a little like a cliche. I guess people have certainly said it in past years, but I do feel like it's more true this year. Uh, I, I feel like there's eight to 10 teams out there and any of them really have a true shot at winning this year. I, you know, I agree a hundred percent. Not so <clears throat> I've been trying to catch up, you know, with, with football and I, I freely admit, and I've said it on Beeson, you know, I'm way behind on my college basketball, but, uh, I, I, I am as well, by the way, yeah. but, 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 but now we're in, now we're in study season. That's right. And, and, you know, for the last, just like week, college for you and I, right? Like, you, you you had the, you knew the test was coming. You just wait till the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. You take it. You know you take you, you take whatever you're gonna take to stay up all night, and that's, you start cracking. That's that's right. That's how that's how I've always been. I've always just grind. You know, uh, got done what I had to get done, and then I just grind on to the next thing. But uh, you know, it's interesting enough. So, uh, and I was telling you this off air, but uh, for all of you out there listening, listen to these. Listen to these against the spread cover percentages. Love these stats. These yeah. are unbelievable. Yeah. Middle Tennessee State covered 78% of the games. Jacksonville State covered 77%. Toledo, 73%. Texas Tech, now they're not a they're not a real small school, but look for this team to make a run in the tournament. Texas Tech, 71%. I mean, that, you know, if you bet those teams all year, I mean, you made a fortune. I mean, but. And, 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 and you and I were also talking about this off air. We should talk about it, right? You know, if, look, any any consistent gambler knows this, so it'll be old news to them. But for anybody who's just getting more into um, interested in gambling, a, a 52, 53, 54% number attached to any result in gambling is is a is your is a pretty good number right you get to the high 50s that's a really compelling number you get 60 and 70 percent that's unheard of that's right like that's as fat as it gets that, yeah it's exactly right i mean you know that you know i hear people all the time you know especially the ones that are you know they're i guess they're trying to sell their picks oh they hit 70 percent you know right uh, you know that's uh man that, that's that's pretty tough to believe but uh, that's it's called a, 
that's called a streak or that's called bullshit. It's one of the yeah. other. <laughs> that's right. And it's it mainly is probably the latter in most cases. Exactly. You know, you, you can, it's just like, look, it's just like an alligator. You know, an alligator can run up to speeds of 45 miles an hour, but he can't do it uh, over, a, over like 30 yards. You know, which is a, important to remember if you're ever being chased by an alligator. Well, that's right. right. And, I mean, I, and I have been before, too. As a matter yeah, of fact. Well, I have not. But I <laughs> I um, I was on a golf course in South Carolina a couple of years ago and I never got this woman's name, but I probably should have and thanked her. I, I made the mistake of forgetting where I was and walking over toward a, a pond to see if my ball had gone in the water. And some lady was on her back porch, came out yelling and screaming at me saying get the hell out of there and and uh you know the reason why <laughs> because they they eat you know guys from new jersey like me who are stupid and go looking for the ball <laughs> oh man all right but, but no that that you know coming back to the full point that that's it like throw the nonsense of people throwing stuff like that out there about their winning percentage and things that meaning the, the you know, the, the prognosticator, yeah. but those, those numbers that you just threw out and we're talking three teams and we could probably, if we spent the time and jumped into some other, you know, far down into the research, there's other teams out there that are like that. And, and, and remember the names you just talked about other than Texas tech, these are not radar teams, right? These are, and that tells you that it's, um, that that the book has trouble getting that team nailed down or, or that you know that that conference nailed down in terms of competition so right. um there's fat there, there's a lot of fat stuff out there to look at absolutely you know and it, it's just interesting you know i so i uh, for the last you know we took last week off and i said you know what i'm going to try to catch up on some basketball so i got on ken palm you know we use that quite a bit uh, and it yep. was just interesting, you know, I never really paid attention to some deep, deeper stats. Uh, for example, I, you know, I laughed, you know, the, do you know who the luckiest team, there's a, there's a luck factor on Ken Palm. Okay. Uh, you know, who the luckiest team in the country is no Providence. Providence, <laughs> Providence has the number one ranked luck factor. <laughs> now yeah. I got to and, and again, I'm, I'm, uh, novice on Ken Palma, other than the fact that I know his name has been scrunched together and become, yeah. uh, you know, he's like Cher, right? He's he's Prince. Yeah. It's Ken Palm. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I I'd love to know what goes into that, but um, like, they're, but they're a perfect example of a, a kind of team we're talking about, right? Depending on what poll you're looking at and where they show up, they could be top ten. Maybe they're a little outside of that, mm -hmm. but. It, it really truly does feel a lot like there's a lot more parity of that, that top 10, top eight um, teams this year. And then you brought this up to me and, and I couldn't agree with it more. Um, as you're thinking about this tournament and betting on it, people get hung up on seedings and, and rankings going in and all those things. And I get it, but do not, ignore because i think you ignored at your own peril there can be some teams out there that are a handful of games above 500 but boy they've played a bloodbath of a schedule and, right. and played really stiff competition all year long and the one that you and i talked about that jumps out on that front is the sec now that's not an off that's not a, a you know an off the radar conference but it is deep and it is talented. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, you know, Alabama, Alabama, toughest schedule in the country. 
Uh, it, and I believe every every bit of that. I mean, they you I've watched a lot of Georgia basketball this year, and Georgia taking it on the chin. But through that, I've watched the teams that have played them, and I've watched other SEC basketball. Alabama's a hell of a team. Hell of a team. I mean, they're, they're you know they're seventeen and ten. We got them at forty to one. Oh, and by the way, let me go back to Providence for just a second because I didn't give that out. But uh, uh, so Providence is twenty two and three. And we got them at 66 to one. Uh, wow. You know, it's just, look, I, for whatever reason, and I say this every year, and I, uh, you know, that, look, the first couple of days of March Madness is usually, you know, if, if, if the last couple of years, if you hadn't bet underdogs, you've gotten destroyed. I mean, that's underdog city there, you know. And, uh, and don't you think that's going to be underscored this year based on what we, we've just been talking about for the last few minutes, which is, it's there's a lot of parity in that in that you know top top ten top fifteen. Absolutely, and and I'll be honest with you, I'm one of the things I'm not going to do is I'm not putting any money on any team that is less than ten to one. I'm just not doing it. I, there's so many other bargains out there. I mean, like Gonzaga's four to one. I mean, you know, yeah, very good advice. And, and I know uh, uh, Steve Rooney's uh, uh, had him on earlier. You know, I know he disagrees with this, but. You know the way I'm going to play play Gonzaga, you know, rather than a, at four to one, I'm just going to, you know, if I wanted to invest my money, say, say I decided to bet to invest a thousand on them, I'm just going to that first game. I don't care how big of a favorite they are, I'm going to bet a thousand, and then the next yeah. game I'm going to roll that ticket over and just just bet the money lines, and you know, if they win five six games uh, or, or whatever it is, you know, let, let it fall where it may. Uh, but I'm not going to believe. I'm not going to try to hit four to one on that. It makes sense to me, and and then you know you think about what matters in this tournament every year, right? So if you're coming into this tournament and doing your homework and trying to catch up, like like we discussed, we are. Um, but just if you're more green on this tournament, you know, focus on point guards. Point yeah. guards matter a hell of a lot in this tournament now. You know, those guys out there, I'm sure, are rolling their eyes and saying, well, thanks, knucklehead. You know, the reason they matter is they are point guards. I understand that. They become magnified in this tournament. That's right. Um, they become magnified in this tournament, um, defense and point guards um, and coaching with experience, right? Uh, all of those things. Are they obvious? Yeah, but they matter a hell of a lot. So if you ask me, um, you know, what would I focus on in that top eight, 10 teams, what matters most? I'd start with the top ranked point guards uh, across that that space. I'd like the SEC in this tournament to do a lot of damage. Again, that's not a earth shattering headline. They're a very strong conference. People know that, but I think they've been beating the hell out of each other all year long. Yep. And they're going to beat the hell out of some teams <laughs> in that I, tournament. I agree. I mean, so Kentucky. Uh, uh, ranked number two by Ken Palm. They're 22. I, I, I love Kentucky in this tournament, by the way. I think that's my pick. It, don't you do, – let me ask you this. Because, um, I mean, like I said, uh, yeah, I guarantee you, you've watched a lot more college basketball than I have this year. Um, but I have a uh, – you know, I've also talked to some people, but I, I've also uh, looked at Kentucky. Um, I think this is the best team that he's had in a, in a while. Uh, I think that's exa- no. I, I couldn't agree with you more. The kid that you know is going to be Player of the Year. Kid they have center is um, God. That guy. He's just scary. He's scary. Yeah. I don't know what you do. Like I was watching him play one night, um, and I, 
I just was trying to think to myself, like, how the hell would you go about playing him? Right? Like, yeah. right. <laughs> he is such a dominant force. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, your bigger point, Carl, I think is spot on. I, and I also think, don't get me wrong, you know, Ken Palm got him ranked, uh, I think you said number two. Yeah. You know, they're as low as, uh, I think, uh, six or seven yeah. in, in, in one of the polls. Um, if they, Boy, if you think they're a number six or seven team in the country, I think people are sleeping on them. Yeah. There's no way. There's, they are, they're, it is the best team he's had in a while. And the other thing is, is um, Calipari – He's built a system down there, this one and done system that you know he's been criticized for years. Um, he he knows how to get these kids ready in a hurry, and he know he knows his talent, I think, and how to manage it. Um, certainly, recruit it almost better than any coach in the country. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I it just it, whatever for whatever reason, it just you know he's always had good teams. I mean, you know, for the most part. Uh, but uh, for whatever reason, I think this is the best one he's got. So you know, I'm not you know you know I'm not a believer in is uh, I've watched Auburn play. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a believer. I I could see them not making the Final Four um, and just getting knocked off somewhere. They've they've had some shaky games. As much as you can have shaky games in a 24 and three season so yeah, far, right? They've had some shaky games. Yeah. That's, well, and and look, so uh, and we were talking about this, uh, and Auburn Auburn is one of Steve's favorite picks. Uh, 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 Shrimp cocktail eight for those of you yep. out there. Um, I, I don't I don't see Auburn going wire to wire either. I mean, uh, uh, generally something always happens in this tournament where those teams just get knocked off. But you know, staying in the SEC right there, uh, I can tell you. There's a couple of teams that beat that beat Auburn uh, with these three losses right here. One of them is uh, Arkansas. Didn't Arkansas beat Auburn? Uh, they did, yeah. Um, and, and by the way, uh, not just because he's you know uh, uh, a friend of of our friend Michael Lombardi's. Um, anybody who's watched um, Arkansas play and seen what coach. Uh, must you want to like you want to get into betting on coaches in a tournament man that guy is one hell of a coach um he really is but yeah he he knocked him off i believe and and by the way just georgia took him to the wire yeah. georgia is yeah. not a good basketball team this year they're very well coached they are not a good basketball team they've lost too many players they took them right to the wire should have beat them yeah. didn't they didn't that game go to ot uh, went did that guy, I'm trying to remember they I all think, start to blend together. They either went to OT or they lost, uh, or they lost, you know, in the last kind of 30 seconds or something. Yeah, yeah. But they uh, should have taken them out. Yeah. I absolutely, and I did see that game because the, the crowd in the sports book was actually going crazy. Uh, yeah, it was so I, no, it's, yeah. Actually, I was texting with you that day. I remember watching. Yeah. We were texting back and forth. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then I don't know. Like everybody wants to anoint Gonzaga, but. I don't know. Show, let's go back to what they've done in tournaments in the past. That's, they just seem to get their heart broken. That's exactly right. And I, I think, uh, uh, you know, you, you and Steve were right on with that team. I mean, y'all made the, that's the same comment that he had made. Uh, you know, they just they can't finish, can't win, can't win the big the big game that they need. Uh, no, they can't. Yeah. And maybe maybe they're a little, you know, under the radar this year a little bit for that reason. I 
I know, again, hey, dummy, they're ranked number one in, across the polls. How could they be under the radar? Well, for Gonzaga, I mean, just think about all the hype they had last year. Yeah. Um, I think on a relative basis, you know, it's been turned down a notch, and people, a lot of people thinking maybe the same thing we're thinking. Yeah. Um, you know, local team here that get that's extraordinarily well coached. Obviously, has won um, uh, a couple of championships. Villanova. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jay Wright. Boy, he, uh, man, once he got over that hump several years ago of of getting knocked out of the tournament, um, that is a very very dangerous coach. I don't think they're going to do a ton of damage. I know they're ranked. I know they're a top ten team, but um, they don't scare me this year the way they did in past years. Twenty one and six on the year. We got them at eighteen to one. I mean, that's yeah. the type of market that I'm looking for. I mean, if Villanova gets hot. Uh, they they can they can do some damage. They can be. They're, they they're always a tough out. What do you think of Duke? Uh, you know, Duke. Uh, you know, I had I had Zach on, and that you know, Zach, uh, my buddy Zach from from Las Vegas at the Mirage. We used to work together. I mean, if you you know, if he would to cut his finger, he would bleed Duke colors. I mean, he <laughs> he is Duke all the way. Um, he he likes him. He follows Duke a lot. Uh, you know, I mean, he's he is a homer, biggest homer that you could think of when it comes to Duke, and uh, uh, he likes them. I mean, they're twenty three and four. They're at ten to one, uh, is what we have them at our book. Uh, they're one of his top five teams, but he don't think that they can get there. What um, and, and you know, just in terms of betting strategy, you've had in the past with basketball. Forget you know current events and, and prepping for this tournament. When you look at, you know, one of the things I've been successful with in-game uh, with college basketball um, is in-game itself, but also unders. Yeah. Um, you know, again, this is the way my stupid brain works, but, you know, just thinking about totals, shot clock, um, optimally, you know, the best case scenario with, with the 30-second shot clock and a 20-second reset I, I, man, I feel like I made a ton of money last year on on unders yeah. relative to um, uh, unders consistently just because the you know the NBA for the quality of basketball that it gets knocked for, you've got assassins holding the basketball in that yeah. <laughs> You do not have that at the same level for obvious reasons, um, for basic reasons at the college level, and it gets turned up that much more with the nerves and everything else in this tournament. I just think thematically I like unders uh, in this tournament, uh, for the, especially for the non-high-profile like high profile team. The, the, uh, the more the tournament goes on, when you, you get it down to the nitty-gritty and you're dealing with the Sweet 16 and, and a much higher level of talent, I think it becomes more efficient. But before that, I think you can make a hell of a lot of money on the unders. I, I agree. I, you know, <clears throat> I'm very seldom going to play overs. In, in basketball, if, if I don't generally, if, if I don't like the underside of it, I'm not going to play it. Uh, you, you know, and when you start talking about sweet 16, uh, I mean, those teams can play defense. That's right. Uh, you know, and the, the, you know, look, I mean, Texas tech uh, right off the top of my head, that's, that's probably my favorite play of the tournament is Texas tech. Um, yeah, we got they're them. At, fun. They're, I like that team. They got a tip on the show. They play hard. They play good defense. I mean, they're twenty-one and six on the year, and we got them at thirty to one. I mean, they can, you know, they can make a run. They they play just super defense. 
Uh, and then, uh, uh, so let me tell you a, a comment that uh, uh, Bruni's made, uh, and it made sense. Uh, Syracuse, you know, Syracuse's chances of getting in the tournament are very slim. Uh, but, you know, that Boheim coach, uh, you know, just always defense, defense, defense. So if they can win that darn ACC tournament and get into that field, you know, they, they, you know, they're at like 500 to one. Uh, I mean, you know, are they that high? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I said, the, the record wise, they've had a, I think they've had a tough year, but you know, they'll have to win the ACC to get in, but that's one of the comments that he made, and, you know, he's been following it all year. So, uh, I just Ayheim is a he's a and I mean this as a compliment. He's just a brutal coach. I mean he's so consistent. Yeah. He's such a good coach. He's done it for so long. I mean you look at him and um, uh, until you hear him talk, you think he's the most miserable bastard in the world. Uh, <laughs> but um, and when you hear him talk, he's not so much. I've actually seen some interviews where he's he's pretty actually charming. But but um, but yeah, just consistency over a career and the way he's coached teams in the tournament and. You know they've they've gone through a period as well where they they just they haven't had um, the kind of talent uh, up there at that school uh, that they've certainly had you know let's just say ten years back or so or more but yeah. but he's he's the one consistent variable yeah what do you think about Alabama Alabama played the I think schedule. he's spot on I, I've watched them play this year um, they're a very talented team they're deep. Uh, and again, I, I hate to come back to the same theme, but if you, if, if, you know, anybody who's prepping to bet on this tournament, watch the SEC tournament yeah. as a group. Uh, watch that and watch the quality of play and how hard these teams are. And, you know, again, my team uh, that I've rooted for, Georgia, they're one in th 13 in that, or one in 14. I can't remember which it is in that, in that conference. Um, now that that's God awful, I get it now, but People don't realize that A, they've lost a lot of players, but B, people don't realize what they're up against every night playing in that conference. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, the, the kids coming off the benches in, the, in, the, in that conference, and Alabama is an example of this. They are just deep, they're fast, they're strong, um, they're well coached. So, I, yeah, I think, I think that's a good little sleeper team. Can they do the whole thing? No, I don't think so, but. Could you see them sneaking into a, you know, a sweet 16? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, uh, two Big 12 teams, uh, uh, Baylor and Kansas, both 14 to, 14 to 1. Baylor's 23 yep. and 5 on the year, Kansas 22 and 4. You got any feel about them right I, now? I like Baylor. I, I do like Baylor. It's actually, I'm glad you brought that up because um, – I, again, I, I feel like they're in that pack of eight to 10 teams. Um, they're certainly, you know, depending on the poll you're looking at, ranked right in there, if not just the outside of there. Um, I, I, I think people are probably just sentiment-wise and psychologically down on them because of um, them, um, the success they had last year. But, that, you know, that's like flipping a coin, right? Like, you know, it, it's... It, just because it came out heads three times doesn't mean it's going to, you know, it can't be heads again. Yeah, right. <laughs> that old, that old logic. No, but in all seriousness, they're, they are a very good team uh, of the two. 
I know Kansas is higher ranked. I actually like Baylor more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so what's uh, the odd, what's the breakdown on the odds of them? Do you have that? Yeah, they're both they're both we have them uh, both at fourteen to one. Which I which I would have thought they should both be in the same ranked in the same neighborhood from a an odd standpoint to win it all. But I like Baylor more than I like Kansas. Yeah. All right. And I got an American conference team. We got about uh, and we got about a minute before we take a break here. Um, Houston, the Houston Cougars, uh, 22 and four on the year. And we've got them in the book at 30 to one. Yeah. I like the, I like the 30 to one. I'm surprised, uh, surprised, um, that, that actually they're that low, right. From an odd standpoint, does that surprise you at all? Um, you you know, a little bit, it does. You know, one of the things that surprised me, I mean, was, was, to me, it just seems like there's a just a ton of teams this year that only have like four or five losses. I mean, more so than normal. Yep. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, they, they got four losses on the year. Um, I don't. What's Ken Palm? Where's Ken Palm have them ranked? Actually, you seven. They got them. At, they got them in number seven. Yeah, which it, it's funny. That's the reason I asked the question, not necessarily because I thought they were going to be right there. But I thought they were going to be significantly higher than where they're where they're showing up in the polls, which is kind of the mid-teens. Yeah. Uh, or the coaches polling the API. Um, I like Houston. I think I think again, it's a team that's been consistent all year. Um, they're well coached. Mm-hmm. They're fast. They're strong. I know we're using the same adjectives, but all these teams, those are the characteristics you look for. So. Yeah. Uh, no, I like Houston, especially at 30 to one. Now, do I think they're going to win the whole damn thing? No, I don't. Right. But, um, but I would, you know, I think people are sleeping on them with those kind of odds. Yeah. All right. Look, Hey, uh, let's take a quick break and, uh, we'll come back and maybe, maybe look at a couple of long shots and, uh, maybe talk about a little food here. We'll be right back. Okay, hey, welcome back. Uh, me and Berman here going over some uh, March Madness basketball future stuff. Uh, so, Bill, let's go to uh, – oh, I know. Uh, and and this is a Pac-12 team, 20-5 and five on the year. Uh, UCLA. UCLA is a hell of a team. 18-1 to one we got. Yeah, I wonder um... – you think about the damage they did last year. They had a hell of a year last year. They're really well coached. Should have won it. They should have won it. They should have won it. Um, that's exactly right. Um, I was just actually catching up on on um, coaching noise, right? Because you're getting to that stage of the year uh, about, uh, and and with the uptick in all the turnover that uh, you saw in college football from a coaching standpoint, it seemed like a real sort of revolutionary year in terms of the willingness for people to move around and swap jobs and get big paychecks related to it. I don't think you'll see that degree of it in, in, in college basketball, but who knows? But the reason I say that is just Cronin's one of those guys they're talking about, um, uh, you know, how long is he going to hang around there? Um, things of that nature. They're great. They're very well coached. I mean, he, he's got, he is the epitome to me of a, of a college uh, basketball championship NCA tournament coach. Yeah. Um, he's just smart. He seems like he's constantly making over his teams play very hard um, on defense. Um, and he always seems to have them no matter what happens um, in the right position. Uh, yeah, to your point, they should have won it last year down, um, down the stretch and at least they're in the game. So 
Um, they're not somebody I'd be betting against. I mean, I think if you, they're kind of, I think, what low double digits from a ranking standpoint. I don't know where Palm has them, but um, I think they're 11 or 12, depending on the poll yeah, uh, Palm, that you're looking at. Palm's got them at uh, nine. So, yeah, they're around there somewhere. I just haven't watched enough of that conference to know how strong it is this year. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, it's not. Generally, it's, it's not that strong. I mean, I, I don't find it to be. I mean, Arizona's, uh, you know, dominating again over there too but you know from from the pac 12 it's arizona ucla i think yeah that, i mean that that looks like that's the way it sets up so um again i i, I don't know i feel like I, I keep going back to the same thing but it's 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 coaches right it's it's that's one hell of a coach but cronin's a very very good basketball coach yeah uh so uh, uh let's do one one or two more here purdue big 10 24 and 4 uh, they're ten to one, so they're they're not in my range. To I, I don't think I would play a ten to one. I'm looking for more than that. Uh, yeah, I, you know it's funny you bring them up. I, I feel like I've like the higher profile teams. I've seen the least of them. Yeah, of Purdue. Yeah, yeah. I, I they uh, you know they can look. They can they get they they can score. I mean that's the thing about them. So um, you know if they get into a if they get into a running running gun type situation that they can they could cause some damage but generally those teams it's just like Gonzaga is the same way I, I think Gonzaga averages uh well, what is it they average 89 a game you know but i mean if they go you know if they go a few minutes and they get cold shooting i mean they get beat and that's what's happened to them and that's what happens to these teams that you know that that are running you know if they they if they get into a lull they get in trouble well, and that's essentially, to me at least, because I, I that game's a little bit, obviously a little bit of a distant memory now, but I, when I think back to what Baylor did to them, I don't know. I feel like Baylor put an arm bar on them in that final. And, 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 and to your point, they were, they, they, the best part of that game for Baylor um, was the defensive job they did, if I remember it correctly. So, yeah. Um, you know the only other, you know the other thing I was going to ask you about um, as two um, old guys with very very similar senses of humor but overall taste uh, about the world. Um, what drove me nuts this year? We won't get into uh, you know too much controversy here. <laughs> but if I hear one more person since we're talking about the Midwest start talking to me about getting rid of a handshake line now that <laughs> what happened with with Michigan and Wisconsin. Yeah. Can we just like, can we stop this nonsense at some point? It's ridiculous. Um, in, in, in 2022, I, I, I thought the speech, yeah, if somebody has not seen the speech that um, Tom Izzo gave in the post game at Michigan State, they should go back and watch it. I know it's got a ton of views, but if somebody hasn't, watch it because he, I, I they should can that speech and, and put it in the, the Make Sense Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right, like, can, can we? Somebody, I don't care who punched who. If you want to get rid of the handshake line, yeah. if you cannot get in the line <laughs> and shake hands with someone who has beaten your ass yeah. in sports, we got much bigger things uh, to deal with. If you can't do that, then you don't belong in the sport. You know, <laughs> um, and, and that's interesting that you say that because one of the reasons that hockey has become one of my favorite sports is those guys will beat the hell out of each other. They're punching each other in the face. Mm -hmm. 
when one of them hits the ground, it's done. It's over it's done. with. You don't it's see them with. taking any cheap shots. They'll pick the guy up. They'll pick him up yep. and push him over to the penalty box, but they, they won't hit him when he's down. And that's and just, you just When you brought up Purdue and I started thinking about the Midwest, the Big Ten, and that drove me nuts this week. It drove me, you know, as, as – uh, I'm very well known uh, to be a get off my lawn guy. Uh, my wife would tell you I'm a cranky old man now. Uh, way, way, I, I act way older than I actually am. But that just drove me nuts. You know, I thought the whole thing was ridiculous and what the behavior and everything else. But, 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 man, please do not. Can we? I'm going to stop watching sports if we're not if we can't do handshake lines anymore. Please. I, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. All right, enough of this sports crap. Let's get into the good shit. <laughs> <laughs> what were you drinking what were you eating this week my man you've been off right so yeah. i know there had to be some good stuff going down yeah man uh uh i did a little drinking uh you know i, I let me tell you i so i haven't uh well, we, we i'm i know we've texted but uh, i haven't spoken to you since uh since the super bowl uh, mm-hmm. so when that game ended you know i had so much liability on on the Bengals. You know, I needed them to get beat. And when that game ended, I, know. I was thinking about you. I was yeah. thinking about you all night because I knew. Man, I, so I came home that night, and uh, uh, I ended up having uh, about four scotch and waters. And, boy, I was feeling – I slept good that night. I, I was feeling good. The, 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 listen, a scotch and water sleep is some of the best quality sleep you can get. I oh, mean. absolutely. Uh, but I've been – look, I've been eating my ass off. Uh you know, I've been doing uh, wings. I've been doing – and look, oh, oh, that's one of the things. That that darn uh, not the Will Hill, he posted the wing. He posted some wings the other day on Twitter. Unreal, right? Wow. I mean, I – He said – he said that they double fry those wings. Yeah, yeah. I, which I, I had never heard of. Well, you know, I and I went to work the next day, and I asked the girls, you know, all, most of my writers are female. And I asked the girls, I said, let me ask you a question. How do you, how do you double fry something without burning the hell out of it? Uh, you know, and that's probably what I would do. I, but I guess you fry it the first time at a lower temperature, they said. Then he, then he, you baste them, and then you fry them again at maybe a little bit higher temperature for not as long. I get the whole crispness, crispness thing. Yeah. But I'm with you. If I went to double fry wings, there'd be nothing left of them yeah. when I was done. Yeah, no, I yeah, I ain't that good of a cook. I'd kill I mean, them. That... <laughs> but they looked unbelievable, and, I, and I'm blanking out on the name of the place he said, but they're supposedly like you know it's a well-renowned uh, wing place. Yeah, I uh, I was down when I was down in Miami. We had uh, I had a couple of um, we had a couple high-end places that didn't measure up to high-end. But man, the one place, here's something thematically for people to always remember. And I know you'll be on the same page. Mm-hmm. You, you go to a, into a town, you find the right lower profile um, Italian restaurant. Oh, yeah. And oh, you're yeah. guaranteed to have a great, I had a, I had a meal uh, in Miami. It's one, it's one of the best Italian meals I've ever had, a place called Macalena. Mm. Um, the people literally, from the time you walked in the door to the time you left, you could not have met nicer people. Um, everything, pasta was all homemade. It was ridiculous. So I threw, I had, a, I had myself a big Italian meal uh, down there. Nice. Um, 
one night we we killed it um that night so that that was unbelievable and other than that i was throwing down like i you know in my in miami near a pool i i was my wife clear to point out to me i was i was not supposed to be really drinking all that much but the margaritas were flowing my man i i, I, mean, I you give me a margarita and you give me a little grand marnier float in there to kill the sour mix a little bit oh I, yeah when you those get things that, were going down and when you get that first one down they just go down like butter i had i had somebody bringing me margaritas and and uh and and uh guacamole and chips by the pool down there i mean nice i don't know what heaven's going to be like eventually but there's uh but but there should be a section for guacamole and margaritas in heaven somewhere you and i should be back of two bar stools <laughs> oh absolutely so look, so uh, I know I was telling you off off camera. So I, I put it out there today that uh, you know we, uh, I trading. I like trading crypto. I've been doing it for a long time. I I actually was uh, I got into Bitcoin when it was ninety dollars a coin. That's amazing. Ninety dollars a coin. I had a guy. Uh, I was playing poker with at the time, and I was out in Vegas. Uh, this was about, uh, I don't know, 2009, 2010, somewhere around there. Bitcoin had just came out not too long before that. And this guy, I asked, this guy, this guy, we were sitting at the poker table and I'd been seeing him two or three days in a row. And I said, what do you do? And he says, well, I, I trade currency. And he, he told me about cryptocurrency. And I went, what, what the hell is that? You know, it wasn't even known back then, hardly. So make a long story short. This guy talked me into buying, I bought five Bitcoins. I gave him 500 bucks, bought five Bitcoins. And uh, they were at uh, like 90, I don't know, 92 bucks a piece. Well, uh, to be honest, when they got to, they got to like 1700 bucks, I sold four of them. You know, I was, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I was happy with Incredible that. Incredible both ways. I mean, just, just to have gotten in at that level yeah well i didn't right. know what it was i had no idea it was something new i mean but but i had some money on me he was a nice guy and i just i took his advice he said i guarantee he said you're gonna thank me and so i did i bought i bought five of them and i sold four of them when they got to 1700 bucks and i was happy with that and you know uh, obviously you see what happens they get up to like sixty-eight thousand, and i'm always thinking the worst i go god dog it you know look what i could have had uh, but uh, yeah, wise man once said, "Is a profit is a profit, right? Yeah. And a loss is a loss." That's right. Right? You, you can right. say you got a profit. That's all that matters. That's right. But I I'm do curious over the years, right? With your career and and where and how you built your career in in the uh, field you built it in, mm -hmm. I gotta imagine you've run into some guys like that over the years oh, that yeah. either told you to look at something or told you to buy something or or recommended something and yeah. and you've got some wild stories and things on that front. You got to meet some characters over the years. Yeah. I mean that, that we, you know, we was talking about that yesterday. Um, I, I have, and you know, I, I would be, I would be willing to say 99% of the time I usually just say, okay, all right. And then I don't, you know, I don't follow up on it. I don't, you know, I just, I just don't, I'm always, I've always been real conservative when it comes to stuff like that. You know, I just have. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I got into this and, uh, you know, I'm having fun with it now. You know, believe it or not, 
uh, and we hadn't talked a whole lot about this, but when I was out of work uh, for the pandemic, you know, I was out of work about, uh, I don't know, about five or six months. Uh, you know, I had always owned stocks, uh, you know, my, my whole adult life. And I'd actually kind of in, uh, inherited some stock, uh, you know, when I was younger uh, from my dad. But uh, so I was always, I always knew how to trade, buy and sell stock. But what I did with, with that time was is that I actually learned how to trade options. I took an online course and uh, I became, you know, a little options trader. So for, for Look four at and you, a half months. man, I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. So for four and a half months, you know, uh, uh, and I didn't, you know, I didn't go crazy or anything. I started my little options trading account with like 3000 bucks. And I ran it up to like thirteen thousand. So I made I made like ten thousand in like four and a half five months. And uh, so I I kind of got into that. And then you know I started expanding on uh, buying and selling crypto. So you know there's a lot to there's a lot of layers to me. I just you know I mean you don't uh, have, I mean you don't have to tell me. I mean they they they've had that marketing campaign for years the most interesting man uh, yeah, no. in the world but but I mean it define interesting. I'll define interesting for you. Yeah. I mean you know food booze trading you know gambling yeah. sports yeah, I just I, I'm I'm hanging out on a podcast with the most interesting man in the world. No, I feel like but, I but it's not um but it, you know in all seriousness I've said this, you and I've talked about this. I've talked about it with our, with our buddies at Decent. Um, they're very similar worlds. They're yeah. very similar worlds, the gambling world, the trading. I've spent my whole life in, in the investment research and in trading world, um, my whole career, I should say. Um, it's, it's very similar. And, and by the way, so is sports management. Uh, I was talking about that with, with Michael Lombardi this week uh, in terms of, of, I think maybe you guys were talking about it on the weekend show, just the GM slot uh, on a team and cap management and things of that nature. Yeah. All you're doing in, in that job is you're managing a stock portfolio. You're just managing, you're managing man that your, your stocks are, are humans, right? right? They're, That's they're right. literally, you got 54, 60 players on that team. You've got a defined amount, defined amount that that portfolio um, is, and you got to figure out where you want to put your bets. That's it. Absolutely. You know, I've heard you say that numerous times and you're, you're exactly right. You know, uh, and you know what I, I'd like, I'd love to see, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know if he want to do it, but I'd love to see Michael back in it as a general manager somewhere. I just would. I think he, I think he, uh, I, I would too. I, nothing would make me happier. I think he's, he's enjoying so much of what he's doing now he's so without all the bad stuff that he used to have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I think they'd have to drag him kicking or screaming or they, or they'd have to put a, such a pile of money in front of him. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> that, know, and that wouldn't be his decision at that point. That would be Millie's. Yeah. <laughs> you idiot go take the money. Yeah. I, you know, that dude is just, uh, I mean, man, I, I, like I said, I, he's, like an alien or something like that how he can and now he, you know if you listen to him do his basketball shit he knows every he knows every player player on the basketball team. i don't know how he i, I don't know it's, how he's it is it is incredible he's um he he's basketball's like his second nature sport he's always been a massive basketball fan but he'll tell you flat out that one of the biggest things 
that came out of, if not the biggest thing that came out of his book that he wrote was the amount of people in the basketball world, both pro and college, um, that ended up spending a bunch of time with him or having him come talk to teams or having him do consulting work. Um, for some reason, that book, I read the book, I mean, I know why, but it, it really resonated with basketball people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see that, you know, uh, just incredible, absolutely incredible. And, you know, I know he probably don't even like to hear that crap, but especially from his <laughs> friends, but he just is, well, he, you know, they, they keep him in check at home. They keep him in check yeah. at home. He doesn't hear any of that at home. So, I mean, yeah. that's a good thing. What else did, um, you watching anything good before I forget to ask you what, what yeah. are you watching right now? I, I'm look, uh, so I, I watched all of Yellowstone. I'm caught up with them through season four, and I'm on 1883 now. And I think I just watched the ninth episode like uh, Monday night or something. I think it airs on Saturday nights on Paramount. But I watch, you know, I watch it on my Fire Stick. Uh, still, still have not watched one episode man, of it. Man, been on my to do list forever. I've uh, been procrastinating on it. When I do it, I just want to, I may try, may try to do it this summer when I, you know, we got all that shitty TV on in the summertime and there's yeah. not enough on. I'll try to try to catch up on it. It's, it's absolutely incredible. You'll love it. And then like I, was I know, telling I know you, you've told me that a bunch of times. You love it. it it's, a, it's awesome. And like I was telling you, I watched uh, <laughs> just the other day, I watched that movie St. Vincent and, uh, you know, I cried, I cried my ass off at the end. Uh, I admit it. I, I cried. Not only is the most interesting man, he's he's you know he's got a softer side to I, people. I uh, mean, for what for why why ever the the reason why it hit me that way? I mean, and I was trying to you know I had all the lights out and I was hoping that nobody come into the room you know and I'm I'm trying to dry my eyes and uh, <laughs> I don't want nobody to see me and you know but the, they didn't see that, me but I cried. That, my that's going to be a topic for a future episode uh, that we do or yeah. at least a part of it, which is we both have to talk about the stupidest thing we've ever cried at. Oh man, yeah. Oh, I, I hell, I, I've got more than one. Yeah. Well, look, man. Look, it's been a good segment. Uh, I think we got good a good catch start. up session, Jack. Yeah. Jack, we needed this. We good got start. more on the way. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put the nose to the grindstone on this tournament yes. and and bunch of teams. Yep. We'll probably have to have an official team of one more that we're gonna that we follow. You know, we'll get or just, or at least a player or something. Oh, some yeah. scrappy, some scrappy. You know, uh, uh, chubby what point guard that uh, there's no reason he should be chubby. Like I need somebody <laughs> like that in my life. That kid that played for uh, uh, that Midwest team last year that went pretty far. They have the Loyola. That kid, I swore that kid was going to show up down here in Ocean City on the basketball courts with a sandwich in his hand at one point. That center, <laughs> they have flanking look. I don't even very doughy, you know, like yeah. he looks like my kind of guy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, look, man, good talking to you. Good episode. Uh, I'll get this thing up sometime tonight and we'll. Uh, We'll come up with something better next week. Love it. Thanks, Chick Jack. All right. Have a good one, baby. See you, buddy. Bye-bye.